0: A king dies, his elected regent follows soon after, and the Amazulu throne is left empty as siblings prepare for a power tussle. News right now, news just coming in, uh, His Majesty, the King of the Zulu Nation, King Goodwill Zwelitini has died.
1: Zulu warriors bid farewell to the only king most of them have ever known. South Africa's Zulu King Goodwill Zueletini has died. More about our breaking story this morning, Zulu King Goodwill Zueletini has died. Let's uh, start with that breaking news story. Our Zulu King
0: Goodwill Zueletini has passed away. The Spear of the Amazulu Nation and its longest reigning monarch, His Majesty King Kudzuelitini Kapeguzulu, died from a diabetes-related complication on the morning of the 12th of March in 2021. King Zulitini was the eighth monarch of the Zulu Nation and ruled for 53 years from 1968 until his death in 2021. But the king could not have foreseen the turmoil his death would cause to South Africa, the Amazulu people, or for his own family. Welcome to the Royal Rumble, a short podcast series brought to you by Irina Holdings. This series is dedicated to celebrating the Amazulu monarchy and its traditions, while unraveling the complicated power dynamics associated with traditional succession and leadership battles. In this first episode of our three-part series, The Death of a Monarch, we focus on the significance of traditional leadership and the contradictory parallel existence of a constitutional democracy and the traditional monarchy within South Africa. South Africa already has a president, so why do its various clans need traditional rulers or kings? What authority and sway is associated with the title of the king of the Zulus. How is the succession decided? And what ramifications lie in wait if traditional king's authority is questioned? Or worse still, if it's unclear who the real king actually is? As it stands, three of King Kuzuelitini's sons have been nominated by various family members to fulfill the top spot as king of the Zulu nation. Two of the three brothers have just... A week apart, undergone Ogungena Esbayeni, known in English as entering the corral ceremony, which acts as a traditional coronation ceremony. This means that two kings have been crowned, while members of the royal family gave a very public briefing supporting the only prince up for succession who has not yet undergone the Ogungena Esbayeni ceremony. I am your host, Amanda Koz, and together we will journey into the heart of the Zululand. Many, even within the borders of South Africa, don't understand the importance of the Zulu monarchy in customary society. While South Africa calls itself a constitutional democracy, meaning that the country is governed by principles set out by a constitution and ruled by a regularly elected leader, the concept of democracy is a new one. And... For many, it's a concept that arrived with white colonials. Professor Gubane, a lecturer at the University of KwaZulu Natal and the author of Death and Burial Practices in Contemporary Zulu Culture, explains to us how democracy came to replace traditional leadership in South Africa.
2: Uh, in my opinion, it did not uh, uh, replace the traditional leadership per se. You will recall that in 1910 the British or the Afrikaners constituted the Union of South Africa. And the transition to democracy came about as an alternative to apartheid. You know that we've been under the British uh, uh, supremacy and then later it was Afrikaners. And the introduction of uh, democracy in 1994 was to bring about change uh, in terms of uh, governance. So it did not replace uh, the traditional uh, leadership because the traditional leadership started as early as in the 17th century, and it is still in existence uh, today. So it has never been replaced. But what happened when uh, democracy was uh, adopted, The the role of the traditional leadership was compromised or marginalised by the new uh, dispensation of democracy. But the intention was to create a government that reflected the country's diversity and transforming from white supremacy into the new order.
0: The title of the King of the Zulu Nation is not a position to be taken lightly. While democracy has reigned in South Africa for just over a quarter of a century, the Zulu monarchy has been successfully mobilizing a large portion of the South African population for over eight centuries, and arguably more successfully.
2: Its relevance is to keep people connected to the ground, to their ancestors, and also to practice their culture as it is promoted in the constitution of uh, south africa that people must enjoy their culture so i think if we have amazulu their culture will remain for many years to come and their languages will remain for many years to come the, the monarchy is the custodian of a uh, language so if there are new developments uh, or innovations to the language they are the people who lead that uh, dialogue as to which of the new words or technology that can be coined or adopted by the nation, and m- 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 more, m- more so, I think there there is the authority figure for identity for for identity of the Zulu people. Uh, we know that a Zulu nation is uh, has got a, a long history. Uh, over 200 years uh, in existence. And the Zulu people are scattered all over uh, South Africa, even beyond. You find people in Zimbabwe speaking, Isizu, who are Zulu uh, people from the Ngoni group. So it has been uh, the, the, the role of the monarch to unite all these uh, people that are, of a Zulu descendant.
0: The role of king instantly offers the holder sway over national politics, respect, loyalty, and adoration from the biggest Nguni tribe in South Africa. Today, it's estimated that there are more than 45 million South Africans, and the Zulu people make up approximately 22% of this number. The Amazulu king is broadly accepted to speak for this demographic. He's also entitled to government benefits worth more than 60 million rand per year and a vast amount of traditional land. Because of the power and influence associated with his title, proper, peaceful and undisputed succession to the throne is essential, not only for the Zulu people but for peace throughout the country. But Peaceful succession is not an easy thing to achieve. Polygamy is traditionally accepted and remains a common practice within the Amazulu culture. King Godzuelitini himself had six wives and 28 children, only one of which has the right to be called king.
2: According to the Zulu custom and tradition in the polygamous uh, set up, I think we have a, a, a principle of how a, a king should be uh, appointed to uh, ascend, ascend the throne. Maybe I should just start from here that uh, if you are a king, you are expected to have more than one wife. So most of the Zulu king and African kings are polygamous, And the first wife uh, is responsible for producing the heir to the family, but the second wife cannot uh, have an heir. The third wife could, uh, and then the fourth wife cannot. In other words, all the odd numbers can have uh, an, an heir to the throne. The queen that is responsible to uh, get uh, an heir should be paid by the nation, so all Amakosi contribute to the Ilobola, and then when a child comes and is a, is a male child, then that child becomes an heir, heir to to sit on the throne. If anything happens to the father, I think that's the legitimacy of the of the of the heir to become of the son. Uh, who was the firstborn son to sit on the throne. So this is how it happens. There are other queens that uh, Lobolo was paid uh, by by the king, not by the nation. Like the first wife, uh, the first wife's Lobolo was paid by the king himself and the other wives that uh, he had were paid by, by himself. So there's only one queen Lobola was paid by the nation. And that queen is responsible for producing uh, the next king. I think the other thing that is also considered is that the, the queen must come from a royal family. So there are two uh, uh, royal bloods to the air, because from the mother's side, the queen comes from the royal family and the child is from the royal family. So... He has two powers that are sacred from both uh, royal families. And initially, the intention to take a a queen from the other royal family was to promote a friendship. King
0: Kuduelitini, who was sometimes known to be a controversial character, was for the most part a well-respected and loved leader.
2: The provincial government through the Premier has requested His Excellency President Cyril Ramaphosa to declare a state funeral for His Majesty the King.
1: As the province we declare this whole week as a week for mourning, meaning all government and private functions must be suspended.
2: It's difficult to express how you feel about this because this has been a tragic thing that has happened to to us. Especially to the royal family and to the entire Zulu nation. When our Premier Zigalala called me to give me the sad news, followed up by a telephone conversation with Ubaba Hushenge, sadness also descended upon me.
0: He knew the power that this position entailed and was well aware that improper succession risked the safety and security of his nation, his people, and his family. King Guzralitin himself was forced into hiding for three years after his own father's death because of a myriad of death threats that he received before ascending to the throne. In his will, King Udralitini left a regent in place in the event of his death, and this was to help usher in the Zulu nation's next great monarch. But even the king's best laid out plans sometimes go awry. Our eyes and ears on the ground in the heart of Zululand is Sunday Times political reporter and KwaZulu-Natal correspondent Zimbasa Madewan. She has followed this story personally since the death of the king.
1: Zimasa, who was the king's appointed regent? You know, I'm reluctant to say authoritatively that the king, the late king, appointed a regent because the will that had uh, put Queen Mandombi as a regent has been questioned so many times. And, you know, there are accusations of forgery around it. And if, if I remember correctly in July around the 7th of July um there was there was a, a report that came out from from seps that indeed the signature of the late king goodwill Zulitin, was forged on on that will so um that is that is why i'm reluctant to say that he is the one who appointed a regent however you know despite despite the the will and the signatures and who the regent is and who is not supposed to be the regent um she she remains she remains the great wife uh because she is the only wife out of the six who comes from from royalty she's the daughter of king sobuza uh of of eswatini she is the sister of of king Muswati from 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 eswatini so that is that is what made her the great wife that is that is what makes her unique from the rest of the wives
0: As regent, Queen Mandombi Lamini was intended to be the final word on the naming of the new monarch and hold the throne until succession could be settled. But the great wife unexpectedly died on April 29 in 2021, just a little over a month after the king. There have been a lot of rumors around her death, but what do we know
1: for sure? What happened? what did she die of what what came out when the queen died um was was that there was there were some liver issues um you know and at at her funeral um her daughter uh princess buko Benvelo, who took care of her um tried to to explain it uh, however i mean she she never mentioned the diagnosis and in in a lot of of black households you don't see you know someone explaining you know that this is what killed our mother this is what you know happened but um she painted a picture of a long-term sickness um that that you know had uh attacked her mother she never named it and she took care of her so she was able to to you know to explain um how it was painful seeing her mother go through you know the that sickness and and being in pain um and you know eventually there was there was some 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 rumors of a liver um problematic liver, but there was no explanation of what was wrong with her liver and uh, what was found, you know, in, in, in the post-mortem, uh, what the cause of death was. So we, we we remain in the dark. However, remaining in the dark is normal for the black community. Usually the cause of death is, is, is a matter that concerns the family only.
0: Gubane has explained that in Zulu culture, like in most, the throne typically belongs to the oldest biological son of the king. This means that King all oldest son should ascend to the
1: throne, right? You know, you know, every king that has ever sat on the Zulu throne has had to fight for it. It's it's not something that is given to you. You 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 have to somehow prove, you know, with, with whoever supports you and, and whatever power they have and, and you have to fight off whoever else wants it. Because remember it's it's about power. Um previously it was it was about power it about it was about expansion it was about territory uh you know but now it's it's about power it's about influence um it's it's about money uh yeah so it 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 was bound to come to a point where we have um the family divided over who should who should ascend because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, people are looking after their own interests.
0: King Kudwelitini's oldest son is Prince Magade Gazwelitin. While born out of wedlock, this technicality is not a problem in Zulu culture. This means that ordinarily, Prince Magade would be crowned king, simply for being the oldest son. But, Regent Queen Mandombi Lamini, who was the third wife, was royalty in her own right, meaning she was a queen consort. Of the traditional upbringing in the Swati royal family, a young princess Lamini was betrothed to King Gudweretini in 1973. At the time of their betrothal, she was a member of the royal family of a sovereign state. As a result, the Eswatini palace laid a steep condition for the marriage. The princess was to become the king's great wife this was a position that would give her male children first place in the line of succession the zulu palace agreed and the couple married in 1977. this means that despite the fact that regent queen mandombi lamini's oldest son prince misuzulu zulu is the seventh oldest prince as the first son of the great wife he has a very strong claim to the throne but Two contenders for the throne just isn't dramatic enough. The fourth son of King Kudralitini's second wife, Prince Buzabazi, known as Buza, Gazvelitini, has also had his name added to the running.:
2: This is our time to say, as the ruling family in the Zuru royal family, we are here to elaborate mm-hmm. and tell people of South Africa, people of Wazulu, Natal, what is happening, what has been happening, and what is our goal, what we intend to do. We've, get the, we've got the name, we chose the name of Buzabaz, Kasvelitin. Uh The family knows maybe why, but it's only that it's, someone is being, is being Dividing, I don't know what to say, but he's dividing these kids not to trust one another.
0: Not due to a particular strong succession, right, but rather by popular demand. Members of the Zulu royal family have suggested that Prince Buzabazi was in fact being trained by King Guzzoletini himself to take over the throne. Some within the family claim that Prince Buzabazi was intended as the next ruler. It seems like everything really went off the rails with the death of Queen Madombi Lamini, the regent. Traditionally, the role of a regent is to govern a state or people for the time being because the monarch is a minor, is absent, incapacitated or unable to discharge the powers and duties of the monarchy or the throne is vacant and the new monarch has not yet been determined. But without a regent, the throne has been left empty, and the family is at loggerheads as to who exactly should rule the Zulu
2: people. On the 30th of
0: August, a faction of the Amazulu royal family traditionally crowned Prince Magate, who is the oldest son of King Guzzoletini as the king of the Zulu nation. People gathered at Enyogiini Palace for Prince Magate's ukungena Esibayeni, known as entering the kraal ceremony.
1: And and you know these these kraal entering ceremonies, they they are describing them in 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 different ways, but um, ultimately the significance of 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 it culturally is that when 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 one enters the kraal, um, they 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 been in their port they speak to the ancestors and uh amabuto will be there you know and the family elders will be there and when the individual comes out they 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 start calling him Baye you know when our zulu uh, and and that person cultural is then recognized as 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 a king so that has been done for princess magade it's being done for king for king musuzulu this This weekend. So uh, basically, where that puts us is that we have um, two kings going forward and and a third pending one.
0: This is despite other members of the royal house and government officially recognizing his younger brother and the son of the great wife, Queen Mandombi Lamini. This is Prince Misuzulu, as the leader of the nation. However, royal family members supporting Prince Magade's claim say, only they can appoint a king, and they do not recognise Prince Misuzulu. But Zimasa, Prince Misuzulu traditionally seems to have a stronger claim. Why are some of the members of the family hesitant to support him?
1: And I think you know, within within the family, though there, there were people who thought no we we mourn for a year, we do this ritual we do that ritual before we even you know speak about um who 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 should uh, take over and uh there were people who thought uh no our candidate is you know the rightful heir, nobody's going to fight us on on this guy because of a b c but there were also people who saw gaps you know with within those roots and said, well, we can quickly take advantage here and here and 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 push this and this candidate. but um, what's what's important is that at the moment uh, there are three candidates uh, when you listen to the arguments from the three different factions that support them uh, they 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 sound legitimate <laughs> to me at least. So it's 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 a long road ahead. It's going to be definitely difficult to come to a concession of some sort because also remember these people do not speak to each other. So I I I believe the last time they were together was during Queen Mandombi's funeral and that was, you know, probably four months after the king had died. So any efforts that have been made to bring them together to you know at least communicate and, and, and speak and you know try and find a solution has not um, yielded any positive results. So they are pulling in three different directions at, the, at, at this moment. Um, however, there the, the, the is a king on the throne uh, that has been recognized by the government. And uh, there are, you know, court proceedings, um, interdicts that, you know, seek to stop the coronation from taking place. Uh, and meanwhile, there are other candidates that are being advanced, you know, by different groupings. So time will tell, but it, it, from, from where I'm sitting, it doesn't look like something that would be uh, solved you know, amicably, it's, it's, it's sort of like a winner takes all, you know, situation. So we'll see.
0: Prince Mr. Zulu is set to undergo the very same entering of the kraal ceremony today on the 20th of August, just one week after his older brother, Prince Smagate. Practically, this means that from today, there are two kings of the Zulu nation. But to complicate matters further, Two days before the coronation of Prince Misuzulu Zulu Prince Matube Sizwe Zulu, the brother of the late King Zwelitini, announced that Prince Buzabazi Gazuelitini had been chosen by the late King's siblings as the next king of the Zulu nation. Prince Matube Sizwe even went as far as saying that the princes have lost their way and know better than to try and undertake these sacred ceremonies without consent.
2: Our sons are lost because they are not supposed to get into the crawl, let alone that they are doing it without our concern. but even they are in their mind, they know that they are not allowed to get into the crawl because they are not kings, they are not uh, coronated, and they are getting lost, taken by the old people. I think uh, the world know, knows who are those.
0: At a media briefing in Johannesburg on Thursday, Prince Matubesi Zwekapegu Zulu said only the deceased king's four brothers and sisters had the right to decide who should be the king of the Zulus. So who has the stronger right to rule? Who's king? The oldest son and the first to enter the kraal, Prince Magate, the eldest son of the great wife. Backed by the president, and second to make it into the kraal, Prince Misuzu, or oh, the middle child who was supposedly being groomed to lead by his father and who has been supported by his uncle, Prince Buzabaz. In our next episode, we will tell you more about this battle for power. We will pull apart the succession arguments made by competing siblings. We will hear first hand accounts from the royal family listen in on leaked audio from discussions in the family and do our best to untangle this legal argument made on a traditional matter. The question remains, who is the rightful king of the Zulu nation? Do courts or a president of a country get to decide who a people's traditional leader ought to be? Join me, Amanda Koza, for our next episode "A House Divided as we find out the answers together. You have been listening to Royal Rumble, a podcast original by Arena Holdings. If you enjoyed this form of storytelling, let us know by taking a second to drop us a review on your podcast streaming app. This will help others find this content. For more original Arena Holdings podcasts, check out the podcast tab on Times Live. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Voiced by Amanda Causa. Research for this podcast done by Demi Buzo and Zimasa Matewane. Scripting and sound design by Paige
2: Muller.